Welcome to the Other Side Sports Podcast. I'm Joe Pickney, and I got my main man, Anthony Ortiz, on with me. Anthony, how you doing this morning, man? Oh, man, not too bad. Nice, chilly weather here, but not bad in Virginia, man. Kind of kind of enjoying it the last few days. It's been a nice, crisp fall. Absolutely, man. Same here in Georgia. It's going to be overcast here where I'm at today, but overall, mild 70s, not bad, man. So, uh, hey, man, we, we got some, some, some great things to talk about sports-wise, so let's get started. Where do you want to go first, my man? Man, let's start with them sorry Dallas Cowboys. I think that's where we got to start at, right? <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, kind of big news coming out of this week. I don't want to spend a whole about Dallas because they're so putrid. But uh, uh, big news kind of that came out of this week was it looks like Dallas is not going to go Ben DiNucci tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon, I'm sorry, against the Steelers. Uh, Mike McCarthy actually, as crazy as it sounds, it sounds like he's had an open quarterback competition all week, right in the middle of the season. I've never heard of such a thing in the NFL, you know, maybe in college and high school, but I've never heard of that in the NFL. Uh, so it's either going to be Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert starting tomorrow against the Steelers. Um, so my question for you, man, does it really matter which one starts? Does either of us, you feel good about either of them, or does either of them give us any shot at winning this game, or is it just we're going to get blown out? No, we're going to get blown out, man. Uh, when, you, when, when you're down to Cooper Rush, the Newt, and Garrett Gilbert, your season's over, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, you know me and you, right? We, we'll see something, man. Like last week, uh, we had heard the quotes about the guys saying Newt slings it around. He's a leader. And, man, me and you, we were like, man, we, we, we think we're going to win this thing. And, and then when they get out there, then reality hits, you know, so I don't think it's going to do any good. And, you know, uh, the Steelers are not Steelers are one of those teams that they don't play down to the competition. Yeah. And that's something I always admired about uh, Mike Tomlin coach team. So I think it's just going to be an annihilation tomorrow, man. I mean, we're going to watch. I'm going to watch because it's our team. But I think it's going to be annihilation, man. I really do. I think the what, point spread is 13, 14. Yeah, 13 and a half. So that's not good. Yeah, man. So I, I, I expect it to be a total blowout. Yeah, this open, you know, I, I mean, you know, I really, I'm, I'm not going to say I've softened my stance on McCarthy because the guy's dealt with a lot. But at the end of the day, too, I don't necessarily think it should be, you know, like you said, an open competition in the middle of the season. Just pick a guy and just kind of go with it. That way you can have some type of continuity. You know what I'm saying? This stuff about – because, you know, Lions got to figure out where a guy, when he drops back, where's his tendencies to move when pressure is on. So I just think those things, man, I, I think – I just think you need some continuity so you can really evaluate everybody going into next year, you know? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm with you. Um I, I mean, personally, man, I really expect Cooper Rush to start tomorrow. That's what my gut's telling me. Just because Garrett Gilbert's only been on the team for, what, like maybe two, three weeks. And I know Cooper Rush was just signed, like, last week to the practice squad. But, you know, Cooper spent, what, the last three years in Kellen Moore's system, then went and had a cup of tea with the Giants this year, Jason Garrett, and then got, got cut again. So, you know, Cooper knows all the terminology. He knows Kellen Moore's offense pretty well. So my gut is telling me that Kellen 
Rondell Moore is or uh, that Cooper Rush, I'm sorry, is going to start tomorrow. Now that doesn't give me any confidence because uh, you know I watched Cooper Rush play a lot in the preseason. I didn't never saw a whole lot lot from him. I always kind of wondered why we kept him as long as we did because I didn't think he was good enough to warrant you know being on the roster for four years as a backup. It always scared the hell out of me him as the backup. Like oh my god, if anything ever happens to Dak, what are we gonna do? Cooper Rush gets thrown in the game. So yeah, I have little to no expectations for tomorrow. Um, honestly, I'm looking for the defense to just come out and play hard again. That's what I'd like to see. Even if Dallas gets blown out, which I fully expect them to get blown out, because I just don't think they're going to be able to put up enough points against a really nice, good Pittsburgh defense. I'd be shocked if Dallas puts up 10, to be honest. So I'm just looking for the defense to come out and play hard. I'd like to see D-Law flash on my screen a little bit. I'd like to see Alden Smith flash a little bit. And I'd like to see Trayvon Diggs do his thing like he did last week again. And, of course, uh, the Wolf Hunter getting just better and I'm not even gonna talk about Jalen because I just man I'm just done with him so everybody but Jalen I don't really care what Jalen does I'm done with him no matter what so that's kind of what I'm looking for uh sounds like Zeke Elliott's nursing a hamstring injury he's gonna play tomorrow but I'm not sure how effective he's gonna be but honestly I'm not sure how effective he would even be if he didn't have the hamstring injury so I don't know if that's a big deal breaker so yeah, man, it's going to be a tough game to watch tomorrow. We're definitely going to get blown out. There's no doubt about it. And we're going to ride into the bye week, you know, sitting right at 2-7. and seven, And that's probably what this team deserves. I mean, they're a 2-7 and seven football team. But at this point, I'm just looking for guys who want to be here next year. So I liked what I saw out of Lawrence last week after I've been blasting him all year. I'd like to see him do that again. Um, I thought it was really interesting. I don't know if you heard this. Uh, I saw Jay Glazier talking. I guess Seattle made like four different trade uh, t- combinations where they offered Dallas trades to try to get Alden Smith last week before the deadline, and the Cowboys did not take the, the, the bait on any of the four trades and decided to keep Alden Smith. So that kind of tells me they're looking at him as being a long-term piece. I think they're going to re-sign him for uh, a two-, three-year deal because, you know, if you were just going to have him for one year, why would you not go ahead, trade him now, and get some value at him? So that was kind of interesting, you know, for, from Glazier that I saw this week. So, yeah, I just want to see these guys play hard and maybe help this defense going forward. Yeah, no, I, I heard the same thing. Um, I heard – and so I, I listened to, you know, a lot of the Dallas radio, and for whatever reason, Broadus thinks that Alden has soured on the locker room in terms of he thought he was going to be in a more professional setting. Um, apparently there's some rift between the old hot boys and, and I guess Alden, because Alden, when everybody was complaining about the defense, Alden was one of the ones that stepped up and said, Hey, you know, um, even though he has been in the system before, he didn't see how complicated it was. If guys would just drop their head and get to work and stop complaining. But, um, so I don't know, man, we'll see. I, I, I think, I think with, they, they need to sign him before the season's out because if he gets out on the market, that could be a whole nother thing. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully they can, they can sign this guy before the season's out. I know he's kind of dealing with some knee tendonitis and things of yes. that nature, but you know, just like you say, the Jay, Jay Glazer ultimately has the the ear, you know, because he basically, you know, helped got Alden back in the lead. So if you say Jay Glazer saying that, then I'm gonna have to go with that report. But I don't know why, just something about Broadus and and thinking that this guy doesn't want to be here. So you know, we'll see how it works. But yeah, I would like to keep him either way. 
Yeah, uh, Jay Glazier was on. He did an interview this week. It was about a 15, 10, 15 minute interview. One of the days on on uh, Undisputed with Skip and Shannon, and it was a really good interview. And he really went in depth on Alden Smith and you know how he's really come from you know went from riches to rags and you know back into the league. So yeah, it's a really good interview. I definitely encourage anybody out there. You know, if they haven't seen it, rub it up on YouTube and watch it because it's really, really good. So, yeah, I, I definitely think Alden needs to be a piece going forward. And another thing to me with Alden, with his production, it looks to me like they're double teaming and chipping him a lot now, which kind of like annoyed me before because you, you I'm not seeing Demarcus Lawrence get nearly as many double teams and chips. It seems like they've kind of slid the protection to Alden's side where he's getting a lot of it. And that's what, man, I feel like I've seen that for the last like three years because they did the same thing with Robert Quinn last year. Robert Quinn was one-on-one. He'd get a bunch of sacks. They'd slide protection his way. And for whatever reason, D-Log, you know, can't beat one-on-one on the other side. So, but we'll see tomorrow, man. Like I say, I just want him to come out and play hard. I just want him to have a nice game and, you know, I want to see some flash from the defense. I have absolutely zero expectations for Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush or Santa Claus or whoever's playing quarterback for us <laughs> at the end of the game tomorrow. So, but yeah, it's going to be tough to watch because I'll be honest, I hate Pittsburgh. I hate Pittsburgh with a passion. They're probably my least favorite team in the NFL. I liked Mike Tomlin, but I just hate the Pittsburgh franchise. Can't stand them. So it's going to be hard for me to watch Pittsburgh just annihilate Dallas, but. I'll sit and I'll at least I'll at least watch the first half and then depending on what's going on with the race and the game, I might switch over to the race and not worry about the game too much. Right, right. Okay. Awesome, man. Awesome. Hey man, let's go around the NFL a little bit. Uh got uh got some pretty decent matchups. Uh, I looked at the schedules, a couple of them that I kind of uh singled out and wanted to kind of get your uh you know, get your perspective. Um First game we got is Seattle, which is you know Seattle six and one, uh, and they are at Buffalo, who's six and two. Um, you know, obviously Russell Wilson versus uh, Josh Allen. Um, what do you think, man? How, how do you feel about that particular game? Yeah, I'll tell you, man, one o'clock tomorrow, we have a couple really good games. I did the same as you was looking at the schedule, looking at some stuff to talk about for today. Um, Start with the Seattle game in Buffalo. So, you know, Seattle's got to travel across the the country that usually – you know, it doesn't bear well for the West Coast teams, but I think Seattle is just better than Buffalo. I like Buffalo. I think they're a good team. I think they're going to win 10 or 11 games this year. I just don't believe in Buffalo in big games. I don't know what it is, and I like Josh Allen. I'm not going to say it's, you know, I don't believe in Josh Allen because I do. I, I really like Josh Allen. I just don't believe in that Buffalo team in big games. I don't know if it's, you know, their lack of firepower on offense. I mean, they got uh, Stephon Diggs, but he really hasn't been the, the Stephon Diggs in Minnesota. He really hasn't been that in Buffalo. You know, they got Singletary. He's a nice running back, but not great. Um, you know, they got, of course, our, our man Cole Beasley over there. I, I don't know what it is about Buffalo. They, they play a really good defensive style, but I just think any of these good teams where they've got to go out and try to score, you know, 30 points to win, I just don't, don't have faith in them. Um, on the other side of the ball, Seattle – 
you know, with Russell Wilson playing quarterback, I believe they can beat anybody in any any Sunday. I just have that much respect for the guy. I love Russell Wilson. Uh, DK Metcalf sounds like he is finally, you know, and in his point, it's like what right in his third year now, he's really starting to come into his stride. So DK was like uncoverable the last few weeks, especially against the 49ers. Uh, he just destroyed them. So I look for Seattle to win the game. I think it'll be tight because it's the West Coast traveling to the East, but ultimately I think Seattle's just better. I know Seattle uh, gets a lot of flack because their defense is not very good, but I think this is a game where against a, a not a great Buffalo offense versus kind of a sorry Seattle defense, I think this is a game that matches up well for Seattle. I look for them to win. I think it'll be close. I'd give them something like 27 to 24, but I think, you know, let Russ cook. They'll let him cook at the end and he'll pull the win off. Yeah, man. Yeah, I uh, I, I I like uh, Seattle also, and you know we all we always know Seattle plays. No matter what opponent they're playing, they're they're gonna be in a close game. That's just how it goes, man. And, and even when now that they're letting Russ cook for whatever reason, that defense is just it's atrocious. But hey, um, and Metcalf, man, that guy, golly, man, I did not expect the ex- I did not expect this type of production. From uh, Metcalf, I, I honestly thought he was a workout warrior type player, you know. And yep. uh, but man, I'll tell you what, he's impressive, man, and he actually puts in the work. So, uh, big things ahead for that that guy, especially with him and, and Russell Wilson. So, that's going to be deadly, man. Buffalo, eh, you know, I, I, I respect uh, Sean McDermott and, and, and his staff and what they've done to turn around that organization. Because, I mean, they've been a winning organization. You know, obviously, I'm still not too high on Josh Allen. I know he has a rocket arm. Um, and like you said, uh, Diggs, uh, for whatever reason, they just hadn't connected like, um, you know, like him and Kirk Cousin has. And I, and I know there's still a work in progress. Um, and that defense from Buffalo is actually kind of – um, it started out uh, on fire, man, but it's kind of leveled off a little bit too. But uh, being that there's no crowd factor, because you know, man, uh, any type of game with those Bills fans, man, it, it's crazy. You know, I would probably lean Buffalo there, but being that's no crowd and things of that nature, I'm going to go Seattle as well, man. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of – I think that'll be a good one. It'll be low scoring, so that'll be an interesting one. Um, another game here, 1 o'clock, that I was looking at the schedule. Uh, I wanted to get your take on as well. I call it the new Baltimore versus the old Baltimore because you got the Baltimore Ravens versus the Indianapolis Colts, who, of course, used to be the Baltimore Colts back in the back in the day. Um, that'll be an intriguing matchup. Uh, both teams 5-2. and two. Uh, The Colts are hot right now. Phillip Rivers playing unbelievable football. Um, I think that'll be a good game, but I look for Lamar to uh, have a bounce-back game. I think he'll do well against Indy. I don't think he'll turn the ball over. He played horrible against Pittsburgh last week. I mean, really, Lamar turned the ball over was what lost, you know, Baltimore the game against Pittsburgh so I don't look for Lamar to have two back-to-back bad performances uh Phillip Rivers he just seems to always kind of struggle against those elite defenses that's kind of been his MO his career and we know Phillip is not scared to throw it into tight windows and with that comes sometimes turning the ball over so I think Phillip maybe end up throwing one or two interceptions I think Lamar will be clean with the ball he'll take care of it and I think Baltimore will pound out a a pretty ugly win. I, I don't expect it to be high scoring at all. Maybe like 20 to 17. Cause the Colts have a very good defense. They're very good on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but ultimately I look for uh, Lamar and company to bounce back and get a win there. 
I'm, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go Indy, man. I just, for whatever reason, Lamar, and I know he had some issues with his knee, but even the timing and the rhythm, there's something's off this year. I don't know what it is. Um, I, I like Indy. I love Frank Wright. Um, I think he's really the big reason why Philly is struggling. Because remember, he yep. that Super Bowl run, he was just fantastic in terms of the offensive coordinator. But I just like the you know his principles, how they do. Yeah, Philip Rivers. If 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 Philip can get a little run, you know, run pass complimentary, I I think he can he can you know he can definitely uh, get Indy, you know, to win this game. Um, the Colts defense, especially with Darius Leonard back, I just feel like they're gonna they're just gonna have some wrinkles against Lamar, man. It's just some to me, it's just something's not clicking with Lamar right now. And I think this is a good spot for Indy to uh to 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 you know, I don't want to say steal one, but 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 you know, get a win here. So I'm I'm kinda going Indy on this one, man. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, I've watched a good bit of Indy. I think Indy is a sleeper uh, going into the playoffs. Um, the, the reason I say that is, you know, Tennessee, who I do want to talk about the Tennessee game here here, here as well, but uh, Tennessee and also Buffalo, I just don't feel like they have enough firepower on offense to really compete with how good they, they defensively they are. Uh, but Indy, I kind of feel differently about. Indy has a very, very good defense, but, dude, they got some firepower on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, Phillip is a veteran he's playing well I really like T.Y. Hilton even though he hasn't had a great year and then they got I've been watching this night Nizim Hines running back he was out of NC State I'm a big NC State fan so I watched him play a lot he's one of these just prototypical pass catching running backs that if you put him one-on-one with a linebacker he's just gonna shred him and that's basically what what Philip Rivers loves to do he loves throwing to the to to Hines because he's that scat back type running back you know that these quarterbacks love as a security blanket especially down in the red zone so I really feel that if Indy gets a you know potentially a Baltimore in the playoffs I could see them upsetting them I definitely could see them beating Buffalo or uh Tennessee in the playoffs no doubt and and honestly I would not be shocked if the Colts were able to knock off Pittsburgh in the playoffs as well I think the Chiefs would be tough just because of how much firepower I think the Chiefs are going to be on I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl but I think Indy could beat anybody else in the playoffs and uh yeah look out for Indy man they're going to be a sleeper coming into the playoffs just watch absolutely man hey I got one to throw at you here this is one that I'm actually excited about I call this the game of the future Miami at Arizona. You got Tua versus Kyler. Whew, man, yeah, that's going to be a really fun game to watch. Um, man, I'm going to give the the nod to Arizona just because I think Arizona is a little more of a well-rounded football team right now than uh, Miami. Uh, and Kyler, you know, is coming. He's a lot more experienced, obviously, than Tua is. Um, Tua's start last week was just kind of – he really – yeah, he didn't have to do anything. I mean, I don't really blame Tua for only – he only threw for like 97 yards. But, I mean, they had a punt return for a touchdown. They had a fumble that they returned back to the one. I think they had a another fumble that they returned for a touchdown. I mean – by the time Tua looked up at the scoreboard, he was up 28 to seven last week against the Rams. He really didn't have to do anything. So I'm really interested to see how Tua plays against Arizona um, because I don't expect, you know, him to get out to this big lead with all these defensive 
and special team scores, but I do give the nod to Arizona in that game, but it'd be a tough one. I like the Miami roster a lot. Um, I really do, but I believe they are one year away from really being good. And man, just the crazy thing, you know, Bill O'Brien just, just keeps giving for the Texans. Cause man, you look at that Miami team, the Texans are like one and six. They could Miami's got the Texas draft pick for next year. That could easily be a top five pick. So they're going to be adding, you know, a top five pick on top of all this talent they've got in Miami. I think Arizona is going to win tomorrow, but the future is looking bright for Miami. Yeah, I uh, I I like what Miami just like you know I think I talked about it last week. I like just the total foundation that uh, Brian Flores and in, in in that organization organization has uh, turned around. Man, if you look at Miami a couple just a couple of seasons ago, they were on fire. Man, it was just uh it, it it was terrible. But now, man, once you get a good leader in an organization, man, who can kind of set the tone, everything falls into place. That's what I see out of Miami, and I, I'm nothing but excited. And that will be a top-five pick because Houston is god-awful. So that'll be a top-five pick. I, I'll tell you this, though. I was shocked to see that the, Cardin- that, that, that the Cardinals, they're giving up the least points in NFC at 146 points per game. And I maybe they're missing a game or whatever. I didn't really look at that. But. That's 20 points better than the Bears, man. I was shocked to see that stat, man. Their defense, and Isaiah Simmons is starting to round in the shape too, man. So be be on the lookout for the Cardinals, man. I'm still – you remember when I said last week, I still got them as my dark horse to face the uh, the uh, Bucks in the NFC Championship based, based on how the, you know, the, the brackets break or whatever. But that's they're just my dark horse pick, man. Yeah, and, you know, if you look at the Cardinals now, that's the real – what they're doing is real. I mean, they've played seven games, so they're right there with everybody else. It hasn't been a game less or anything. That's real. Uh, one thing that I think helps the Cardinals' defense a lot, though, is the fact that how good Arizona is at running the ball. Um, you know, it's kind of like – if you look back on it, man, I hate to always harp back to our Cowboys, but, you know, remember that 2016 year with Dak and Zeke's rookie year? Really, Dallas didn't have a great defense that year. But statistically, we were able to be in the top 10 a lot because we had an amazing running game that kept off the field. I think Arizona's got a good defense, but I think having Kyler, you know, do a run in what he does, plus Kenyon Drake, I think they run the ball good enough to where their defense isn't on the field nearly as much. And that's just, you know, that's just smart good football so yeah I think Arizona's solid they do play defensively solid and they just have such a tough division that's why it's hard for me to really get on Arizona's bandwagon because I know they're going to have to play Seattle and the Rams again and I think it's going to be hard for them to win that division which means they're you know in my opinion I think they're going to be a wild card team that's the only thing that's really holding me back if they were playing in a in a sorry more sorry division where I thought they could win it you know easily then I might you know have them like you going a little farther I just think being a wild card team is going to hinder them um and then here two more games to go Obviously, the Sunday night game is the one we definitely got to talk about. But um, another interesting one here, Tennessee and Chicago. Uh, Tennessee's – Chicago has amazing defense, man. I watched them play the Saints last week. Chicago is literally a quarterback away, again, from being really good. But quarterback play just hasn't been there. Foles, Trubisky, doesn't matter. He's in – they're just not good on offense. Um, The Titans, their defense has actually struggled uh, the last few weeks, which is really surprising because they had a great defense last year. 
You know, they got Mike Grable as the coach. So I'm not sure what the deal is going on there, but I look for Tennessee to win that game. I just have no faith in Chicago. I know their defense is great, but I just can't pick them with how sorry the quarterback play has been from them. Yeah, um, I, I got Tennessee as well. Same thing with you, quarterback issues. Not unless Foles or Foles just get uncannily hot. And I don't see that. And I saw an update from, I think, Ian Rappaport this morning. Um, Clowney is going to be out, I think, for a couple of weeks with a meniscus. There's something, I don't know, I don't think it's torn. I don't know if it's a bruise or whatever. But, you know, same old situation with Clowney, man. Just never can stay healthy and all that type stuff, man. I just, this is one of the guys, the thing that, you know, Clowney actually played high school football against my son in South Carolina, man. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Clowney was just – obviously, he was a man-child and all this crazy stuff and some of the things that he did. But I just – I back then, I would always tell my guys, listen, guys, I just don't think this kid – at the time he was a kid, I don't think it's going to uh, totally round into shape in the NFL because it's just so easy for him. And – Lo and behold, look what's happened. You know, he can't stay healthy, but at the same time, I just think that there's also a work ethic issue there, too. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of guys, I think, go through that when you're so talented and you can just dominate the high school ranks and the college ranks and you get to the NFL and you realize, man, these guys are really good up here and you have to work hard to continue to be good and you just don't have the work ethic. Um I, mean, I hate to keep harping back on my Cowboys, but I see that in Ezekiel Elliott. I think it's so easy in Ezekiel Elliott in college in his rookie year that he put his foot off the gas and let his body go out a little bit, and now kind of look what it's done. He's gone from a top three running back to like probably barely a top ten running back. So, yeah, I think it happens around the league more more than uh, we think. And, uh, yeah, that game tomorrow, Tennessee and Chicago, it's going to be a sloppy one. So we'll kind of see how it ends up. I look for it to be low scoring, but I think Tennessee will pull it out. And then finally, the great, the uh, that's all the appetizers. And then we get the main course on Sunday night, tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for this one. Drew Brees versus the Goats, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Who you got winning that one tomorrow? I got Tampa Bay. And the reason why I got Tampa Bay is because we all know Tom is an elephant, right? He doesn't forget. And, uh, I think he knows if if you really look at it, um, you know, obviously the 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 uh, Bucks are six and two. New Orleans is five and two. Right. And New Orleans is two and older division. The Bucks are one and one in division. So the Bucks actually got to have this game, I think. But I just think overall you it's tough to beat Tom Brady twice. It's just yes. tough, man. And now you're adding in Antonio Brown to go with what that defense. I, I just think that. I Drew Brees from my eyes and what I see, he's done. It's the you know, the the, the booth is calling him. The Sunday night booth has it, it's ready for him. He's done, man. I'm sorry, he's done. And they still have that inner turmoil in New Orleans with the whole Michael Thomas situation. I just think that uh once the Bucks beat uh New Orleans, I think it's gonna unravel from New Orleans as it continues to go, you know, go down the line here. But I I, I like Tampa Bay with Grunt coming on and just like I said, Antonio Brown now, Tom and Mike Evans are starting to get a connection. It's just so dude, the Bucks look good. And I, I, I think it's gonna sh- I, I think the improvements from the first game that they played up until now it's gonna show. And I'm looking for Tom to put on an impressive performance tomorrow night. 
Totally agree with everything he said. Couldn't have said it better myself. You're not beating Brady twice is kind of my MO for the game. Um, and the Bucks are definitely peaking right now. Um, you know, it seems like Gronk is starting to be a little more Gronk-like. I didn't really see much Gronk out of him the first month. I'm kind of questioning his ability still, to be honest. But the last three games, I'm seeing a lot more Gronk, especially when it comes down in the red zone. The guy looks like he's getting back to football shape. And then, yeah, he's definitely – Tom's definitely getting a rapport with Mike Evans, which I think is going to really help going into the future. Um, And then, of course, uh, A.B., which I'll be honest, I expect A.B. to have kind of a pedestrian game for his first outing tomorrow. I don't look for A.B. to come out and go, you know, 10 catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown or anything like that. I think you'd be more more along the lines of a – four catches for, you know, 45 yards stat line is what I'm expecting at AB. But, you know, the big thing with the Bucks for me is the defense is absolutely peaking right now. That defense is on fire. Um, I think they have – I wanted Dallas to draft uh, Winfield Jr. I thought that he would have been a great fit in Dallas pre-draft. He's a and stud. He to Tampa, and he is a stud. I think he's just getting better and better every game, and I think he's going to end up being the anchor of the defense, you know, going forward and, and – and in Tampa Bay for years to come. So every game they play, I feel like I watch Winfield and he just gets better and better. So I'm really, really high on that guy. So love uh, Tampa's defense. Uh, and and what you said about Breeze, man, I've been saying it since the beginning of the year. Some of my friends have been looking at me like I'm crazy, but I'm like, guys, I'm telling you, the ball just doesn't come out with the velocity that for Drew Brees, like it used to it, it really reminds me of Peyton Manning at the end of his career. Like it's almost like Drew's got to put every bit of energy to muster a 10 yard out route, you know, to get any kind of velocity on the ball and it still flutters. It just, you know, to me, he's throwing those ducks like Peyton through at the end of his career. So yeah, I, I don't know if this is it for Breeze, but man, I sure hope so because I think if he comes back next year and tries to play, I think he's just going to be, you know, just a shell of himself. So I think this is pretty much it. So yeah, I expect Tampa to win tomorrow. And I think this is kind of going to propel them uh, onto the run here, you know, to get to the number one seed in the NFC. That's really what I believe. Hey, one more quick thing on this game, too. The the, the Bucks point differential, they're a plus 82. New Orleans, <laughs> New Orleans is a plus nine. Yeah, New Orleans has been in a lot of close games, yeah. man, that they could have easily – they could – you know, the 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 one against Justin Herbert on Monday Night Football comes to mind. They could have easily lost that game. So, yeah, the Saints are kind of lucky to be sitting at five and two where they are. Absolutely, man, absolutely. Well, that, that's a good recap, man. Just, I, you know, I think it's going to be – and obviously just going back to Thursday night game, you know, San Francisco just decimated. And even with them being decimated, they're still four and five and they would be leading the NFC East. <laughs> but uh, – <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Green Bay, I, I really kind of throw that game out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had a party. I mean, 49ers just decimated by injuries, man. So um, you did you have any thoughts on that game? Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers did what Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, what we expected him to do. That really wasn't the 49ers team. That was like the 29ers team because that was the <laughs> practice squad. So it wasn't the full 49ers team. So, yeah. You know that that kind of went down the way that I the way that I expected, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this week in the NFL. I think it's going to be some some good matchups, and man, buckle down because down the stretch is going to be a lot of fun. 
Um, getting away from the NFL here, um, I did have one question for you because you're one of the few guys that I talk to that watch this sport. So if I'm not mistaken, next Thursday we're going to be hitting off for the Masters. Is that correct? In Augusta, right? Yes, sir. Uh, so what – Give a, yes, Masters Week in November. Man, how weird is that? But that's that's what we got. So, man, well, does our boy Tiger, does he have any shot at winning the Masters uh, next weekend? And and if not Tiger, who, who are you picking to win that one? Tiger has no shot. No shot. No <laughs> shot. I love we, – we both, we love Tiger to death. But, you know, the good thing is, though, I think it's actually supposed to be unseasonably warm next week here in Georgia. So that'll help his back a little bit, although in the morning, November morning is brisk in Georgia. And I just I just don't see it, man. I, I don't like, you know, like they the, 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 the term now with, with the election has been path to victory. I don't see I don't see a path to victory for Tiger, although I would just honestly, if if he could somehow just backdoor top 10, you know, just to kind of defend his title with the top 10. I would be happy. Uh, my pick right now, man. Um, I I know Bryson is just killing it and and hitting these monster drives, but I don't think that type of I I don't want to say undisciplined play because he de- there's definitely a science to what he's doing, but I just don't think the Masters. I I think that that will bite him in the butt. You know what I'm saying? Trying to yes. 400 monster drives, 400 yard monster drives, and things of that nature. Um, two people I'm looking at. I'm looking at Justin Thomas, John Rom. I'm looking at those guys because they've been consistent for the most part this year. And those guys, uh, they, they, I think they will be there at the end. Obviously, Xander Shoffley, Tony Scheffler, um, um, maybe, uh, you know, a ceremonial pick to see him do it would be Rory, but, um, and, and, you know, I think Brooks is still not right coming off the knee problem. So I'm really looking at JT and, uh, John Rom. All right. Um, before I kind of get my pick for the masters, one other question for you, cause you're kind of my golf expert here. Right? You know a lot more about golf than I do. Why was, uh, why did Tiger not play, uh, the Houston Open this weekend to kind of get himself ready for the Masters. It seems like when Tiger, to me, when he plays good at the majors is when he has a tournament that he's recently played at. So for him having this long layoff going into the Masters, I just I don't really understand why he's doing that. And that's kind of what kind of makes me worry about, you know, how he's going to place next week. Um, simple. The course just doesn't fit his eye. I know people say that it's uh, Augusta-like, but Tiger said it's not. And um, so it doesn't fit his eye, doesn't really do any good for the type of shots he likes to hit. Um, and uh, he does not, from what, from what I'm, from what I'm, what I was hearing was he really wanted to concentration, concentrated on staying uh, 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 limber and fit and, and those types of things. So he feels that his game is, you know, Tiger feels like his game is in great shape and all this good stuff. But um so that's what he's been doing. That course just doesn't fit his eye. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, yeah. And um, now for my pick for the Masters, I love the Masters. By the way, it's one of my favorite tournaments to watch each year. And I do agree with what you said about the Shambo. Um, you know, anytime I've watched the Masters, and I've been watching it pretty much yearly for the last 
10 years. It seems like the guys that really end up winning at the Masters are the guys that can take an iron and hit it right down the middle of the fairway and not, you know, mess with those bunkers or get off into that grass or your trees or all that craziness that the Masters has. So I think, yeah, you can drive the ball far, but I think the Shambo that doesn't really, you know, work work in the Masters situation. You're better to just put the ball in the fairway, keep yourself out of trouble, and, you know, pars are good at the Masters. You know, this is not a tournament where you're not going to win, you know, 20 under par or anything like that. More than likely, if you're sitting 10 under after the, the four days, you're going to have a shot to win it. Um, in my heart, obviously, I want Tiger to win it. If he's going to win a tournament, this is going to be it, in my opinion. If he's going to win a, a major, he's going to win the Masters just because he knows his course like the back of his hand. I mean, he can literally – you know, every little detail of that thing, he probably knows it all. So I, I, you know, expect Tiger to be competitive. I am just, I just don't like it when he comes off these big layoffs, though. I feel like he's always rusty on Thursday and Friday, and then he's playing catch-up if he even makes the weekend. He's playing catch-up all day on Saturday. And even if he has a run Saturday morning, you know, he's eight or nine shots back. He doesn't have a shot to, to get back in contention. So I'm not going to pick Tiger. I wish he would have played a, some kind of tournament, you know, leading up to the Masters. Um, my pick, I, I always look at the Masters. It seems like guys that are good there last year will be good there again. That's generally how it rolls. So I'm going to go with Kepka. I know he's coming off that knee injury, but I thought Kepka was going to win it last year, and then Tiger kind of came roaring back, you know, to win it on Sunday. So I'm going to go with Kepka. Um, I just think he's the man. I think he's the next superstar in golf. And I think he's going to, you know, be healthy enough to go out here and win. Um, and my dark horse is, is Tony Fenna because I love Tony Fenna. And he always plays pretty well at the Masters as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that tournament next week. And, you know, next Sunday will be with no NASCAR being on next Sunday. I'll happy we'll have a uh, with the NFL. We'll also have a nice Sunday Masters day. So that'll be pretty cool. Absolutely. With that Jim Nance voice and call. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 man. Well, look, man, let's get to it, man. Uh, championship weekend in NASCAR, man. Uh, I, I can tell you, I'm excited. Uh, I, I don't feel nervous for whatever reason. I, okay. I feel, I feel right. confident, and I, I thought I would feel nervous, but I feel confident. And I honestly think, with uh, it, I, I'm looking at it as being a Hendrick weekend celebrating Jimmy and Chad, and, and they're just uh. Uh, historic accomplishments, seven-time champs. Um, and then also, you know, uh, with Chase uh, being in the, uh, being in the, you know, being in championship four, I think that it's going to be a tall task, but I think Chase will pull it out. And I think Chase will be our 2020 NASCAR champion. That would be an awesome uh, storybook, uh, passing of the torch, basically. Jimmy's way out, passes the torch to Chase to win. Um, that would be awesome. Um, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen. I think, <laughs> I think with, uh, I think with Chase, with it being at Phoenix, I give Chase a lot more chance to win at Phoenix than I would if this was a finale at Homestead. I think if it was a finale at Homestead, I'd say, I'm sorry, dude, Chase got no shot to win a mile and a half. Hendrick program just hasn't been up there in a mile and a half with the Penske guys or with the Gibbs guys. But with it being at Phoenix, I give Chase a very good shot to win uh, win tomorrow. Uh, my kind of just kind of want to throw it out there because this is 
my thoughts. I know you're a huge Chase guy. We know where you want, who you want to win tomorrow. My kind of thought is like, um, I'll take anybody but Denny Hamlin. <laughs> That's my thought as a uh, as an outsider looking in. I'm fine with Keselowski getting his second title. I'm fine with Joey getting his second title. Be fine with Chase getting his first title. I just don't want to see Denny Hamlin win, man. I'm so done with Denny Hamlin. Like, literally, if Denny Hamlin wasn't uh, – if he wasn't owning this Jordan team, I really like what he's doing with that just so we can give our boy Bubba a sh- uh, you know, shot and good equipment and also bring an MJ to the sports awesome, just what he's doing. That's like the only good thing I can say about Hamlin because everything on the track, he just drives me insane. Um, just make no mistake about it. I don't know. I'm sure you watched the end of the race last week. Danny Hamlin was whining like a little you-know-what at the end of the race because Eric Jones was beating his bumper off and he's trying to make the championship. And if I was Jones, man, I wish Jones would have just passed him and said, you know, F you, Gibbs. You're firing me at the end of the year anyways. I don't have any allegiance for you because, you know, Danny Danny got lucky to get in there. Uh, Jones had a faster car and he didn't pass him because he didn't want uh, Hamlin to miss out on the Final Four. So that's kind of just my – I just had to get that off my chest because it's been just killing me all week. So – because of that, I don't think Denny, you know, should be there. I thought there was some team orders and some sketchiness going on there. So I really don't want to see Denny win the championship. Um, I'm going to pick Joey Logano to win because he runs so well at Phoenix. I just have – I don't know. I just had this feeling about Joey. Like, he won his first championship, and he was ultra-aggressive and really didn't make any friends. And I remember him turning Truex and Martinsville to get in. This is just like a different Joey Logano. I know he still has had issues, and, you know, this year him and Chase at Bristol comes to mind. But um, I don't know, man. This Logano seems a lot more mature than the Logano that won the championship two, three years ago. Maybe that's just me. He's married now. I believe he's got a child. You know, he's just a different guy, and I just think it's Joey Logano's time. I think he's going to win. I love Paul Wolf as his crew chief. I think that's, like, an amazing combination. He's the one that won the, you know, first championship with Brad years ago so i would be very happy if chase wins the championship i will probably he's probably the one i want to win more than any of the four but my my head is telling me that joey logano team penske ends up with the championship tomorrow at the end of the race oh, yeah and everything you said about denny i i second that and more and oh, then bro. i i also want to throw a little bit of that on brad so if if, if chase can't win it then i'll go with joey can you believe i how far i've come on joey <laughs> That is crazy, isn't it? You were, like, hating on him so hard at the beginning of the year, and now you're, like, okay with him. Man, how much – seriously, though, how much respect would you have gained for Eric Jones if he would have just, you know, said, nope, I'm not listening, and just blown by Denny Hamlin with 10 to go at Martinsville like you should have last week? How much respect? Because it would have been a ton for me. I would have gained so much respect. Believe it or not, you know what, man, I actually – I don't hold it against him because think about it, right? He was outside the window looking in until the very uh, end on getting a ride. Whether we like Denny or not, he has influence, he has power, things of that nature. And um, you just never know uh, what you will need in the future. You know what I'm saying? So I, yeah, he didn't want to burn a bridge. I get it. I kind of see that, but I know inside, man, I know he probably went in the bathroom and threw up after. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? After allowing that clown to 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 just basically be handed the damn 
championship four spot. But I, I think he he made more of a business decision because yeah, I I think with me and you, we're I think we're kind of hotheads, so we we just blow through it <laughs> and deal with the consequences later, right? You know, Absolutely. but yeah, no. So I I don't really look. Actually, he actually even gained my respect even more. I've I've actually, and that's another guy I've actually come around on is Eric Jones, and I'm pulling for him, man. So he's gained a fan in me. He really has. Yeah, me too. And I like the fit of him at RPM next year. I think that Eric Jones just brings something different than what Bubba has to RPM. I think he's actually going to help elevate the program more than what Bubba has. Not anything against Bubba because I love him too, but Eric Jones is just a different type of talent breed. I mean, he really is, you know, the man. And, you know, Jones, I feel bad for because he he could be like another Joey Logano. Logano didn't have it at Gibbs, and then as soon as he leaves and goes to Penske, he starts dominating. I don't think Eric Jones is going to dominate by any means at RPM, but I'd like to see him go one, two years at RPM, help elevate that program, and then maybe get Jones back in another you know top car for, for one of these big organizations. Um, the, the last kind of pick thing that I kind of want to talk about for Phoenix, though, tomorrow is so the last, what, probably the last four years you pretty much have to win the race to win the championship that's kind of been the uh the mo i don't think that's gonna happen tomorrow i have a feeling that kevin harvick is gonna win phoenix kevin harvick always runs really really well at phoenix and i think harvick's gonna be kind of on a mission like hey you know i kind of got screwed out of not being in this championship four i'm gonna go stink up the field at phoenix and i'm gonna drop the mic on the season like that as like you know i should have should have been you know, the champion. So I think that I don't necessarily believe that, you know, one of those top four championship guys are going to win tomorrow. I think Harvick is going to win. And I think, you know, the battle might be for second between those championship four, you know, to try to win the championship. Man, I, I thought the same exact thing too, man. I just, you know, looking at Harvick in the interview from last week, um, it was almost like a freak thing that he didn't get in there. Let's be honest, you know. So, yeah. so yeah, I was thinking the same exact thing, and I actually, you know, hope it would play out like that because I think it'll take a lot of pressure off the championship for, especially for a, a, a guy running for the first one like Chase. So, man, if it could play out like that, I'm all for it, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, real quick, last thing here before we get off here, so I kind of want to get your take on this um, NBA. Man, are we really going to start the NBA like late November? I think that's a little early. What what, what are your thoughts on the uh, NBA starting up? Maybe what late November or definitely before Christmas? Seems like they didn't get much of an offer. Yeah, so it's going to be December the twenty second, and the reason why okay. it's going to be December twenty second is because TNT contractually has ring night ceremony with the NBA, and so they, that's why they're starting it versus uh, ESPN having it on Christmas. So. Uh, so uh yeah man they they got to do it or else they they would they would cuz they lost uh, I was listening to a Brian Winhurst podcast yesterday the NBA even though they uh salvaged uh I, I would say about uh 70 80% of the local revenue they overall lost 1.6 billion dollars um and and had they not done the bubble they it would have been almost 5 billion that they lost so Ooh, wow. and so if they do not start uh before this year is out then they're guaranteed to lose another 1.7 billion regardless and so it's more of a financial thing and then the owners 
uh, if 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 the players had said no, they were not going to stop. Then the, it would there was going to be a work stoppage. Is is what was going to happen, and they didn't want that. So I think what I'm hearing is like for the Lakers, the Heat, and the teams that were in the conference finals. I think they will start out with like the lighter end of the schedule. Like the Lakers would play obviously December the 22nd. They would play Christmas, and then that next week they won't be playing at all. I think they're going to kind of stretch them out to them in Miami to be have like maybe two, possibly three games a week, but stretched out, you know? So yeah. they, I, um, from what, from what I'm hearing, uh, silver, as soon as they started the bubble, they were, they, they immediately started working on this particular plan and they, they had, they're just going to start rolling things out. They're going to get through the draft, get through free agency, start the season, and then you'll see how the schedule's going to go. They're going to do this. Remember how NASCAR? So what I heard was he reached out to um, our guy, Steve. And, and you know how they did the schedule and segments? I think you're going to see that for the first part of the NBA season. You follow me? Because they want to limit yep. travel. They want to do that. So kudos to Silver for reaching out and saying, you know, he saw what worked. So, I man, I, I'm – I'll tell you this right here. I think we're going to – another thing we're going to get to is more uh, divisional games. So look for the Lakers and the Clippers to play about seven or eight times this year. So the Battle of L.A. is going to be real this year, brother. It's going to be real. And, yeah, and, and that makes sense because of the last travel. I, I, I mean, of course you'd have – Yeah, absolutely, man. So um, I'm actually excited for the season, man. I, I think it's going to be good. I think – you know, obviously free agent I, – I think for you guys, the Clippers free agency, I look for big changes for your team in order to get them where they need to be because, you know, I listen to a lot of L.A. radio and, and, and Kawhi is just basically like – if we don't, if they don't change something to the team, they're not going to be able to beat the Lake, beat the Lakers. And with Kawhi admitting that, you know, there's some issues, right? So they got to yeah. have some big changes. But I'm, I'm hearing that he's very happy with Ty Lu. They're on the same page. He's raring to go, but he's just going to need some more horses. So look for there to be some changes on the Clippers, man. Yeah, well, that, and that's kind of what I was thinking about. You know, is if we're starting the season on December twenty second. You know, we sit here today. It's you know early November. Like free agency is going to be oh, quick yeah, this year. Definitely. Like we got to start getting into this. You know, when do we start expecting people to start signing or or what's going on? Because this has to be pretty soon, so that you know if you do sign, you could get in with your team by early December and at least have three weeks of practice. Implement, you know, figuring out the system you're going to run, all that kind of deal. You know, before the year starts. So, man, I expect I'm guessing with that happening, man, NBA free agency should be picking up and should be cooking real. Yeah, quick, yeah, right? no. Apparently, there's been some there. There's kind of negotiations going on with teams and stuff behind the scenes right now. So there's a lot going on behind the scene, even with the draft and stuff. And uh, look for the next couple of weeks. So a lot of NBA stuff comes out, man. It's going to be crazy. And especially the first part of December, it's going to be nuts, dude. So um, it, there's going to be a lot of NBA stuff coming up very, very quickly. But just like I said, man, I think this year we'll get the true battle for L.A. And I think uh, they, they were saying as far as attendance uh, in the uh, – the arenas, I think they're they're doing it anywhere from five to possibly from five thousand to possibly eight ten thousand fans spread out things of that nature. Apparently, the NBA has already had teams 
uh, going kind of like what Jerry Jones did with the uh, there's another there's another person I heard they reached out to is Jerry Jones and how he did the uh, how he had the Cowboys Stadium laid out and things of that nature as well. So nice. So yeah, look for it to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a good NBA season. Obviously, there's going to be COVID cases. We know that, right? There's going to be a team that you know they may have an outbreak or what have you, things of that nature. But I think they're prepared for that, and um, I think it's going to be interesting, man. So I'm 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 excited about it. Yeah, man, me too. Um, yeah, thank you for the knowledge because I haven't really been keeping up with the scheduling stuff. I have been reading some stuff about the Clippers, though, and you're right, man. It sounds like the Clippers team is going to be a lot different next year. I'm hearing Rajon Rondo might be going yep, to the Clippers. Yep. That's been a hot yep. rumor. Um, and I'm also hearing that Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell might not be in a Clippers uniform when they tip off here in December. So, uh, you know, I think the chemistry issues that those guys had with Kawhi and Paul George, I, I, I really think the Clippers need to, to make a decision. You either got to keep these two or we got to keep these two type of deal. And obviously you're keeping Kawhi and Paul George over Harrell and Lou. So if I'm the Clippers, I just think that the, the team chemistry issues that they have, they got to get rid of Montrez. I love Montrez, by the way, and I'm not a huge Lou fan, but I love, I love Montrez. Um, but I think you got to get rid of both of those guys. You got to start uh, fresh here um, and with Ty Lue at the helm. And uh, yeah, I, I think that that's really going to gonna help this team. And I think they got a shot to maybe battle it out against the Lakers, but man, the Lakers are going to be tough. So it'll be a fun year. Yes, sir, man. Well, this was awesome, man. Great to do these. Um, are you interested in doing a little instant reaction tomorrow from our Cowboys game? Absolutely. I'd say let's go ahead and do the instant reaction tomorrow after we'll do Cowboys game. And then I want to do the race because if Chase Elliott is holding up a championship at the end, I definitely want to get your instant reaction on that, um, which might come with the two tears <laughs> knowing you. So, so yeah, I'd say after the Cowboys game's over, after the race is over, we get on and do a little quick, you know, 30 minute reaction. Absolutely, man. Well, look, I enjoyed this. Have a great Saturday, man.